Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Megavision Show. Today is October 15th, 2021. And joining me this week, if his internet holds out, turn around, look at what you see in his face, the mirror <laughs> of your dreams. It's Chris Powell. And where do you go, my lovely, when you're alone in your bed? Tell him the thoughts that surround you. He wants to look inside your head. Yes, he does. It's Scotty Moe. Hey, everybody. How you doing, guys? I thought you were going to tell going? never-ending Chris or something. Wasn't that never-ending story lyrics, or am I in a different world? <laughs> that they were never-ending story lyrics. That's a good. That's a good ear or good knowledge of lyrics. I think you've got there. Um, yeah, it's, it's welcome back, Scotty. It's been a while. Welcome back. It's hello. Uh, I'm back. Yeah. yeah, for what? For one episode only, or back for good? As uh, that we'll, said, we'll we'll see how it how it flies here. As the crow goes, <laughs> or whatever they say. Nice. I like it um yes so uh thanks everyone thanks for joining uh as always we've got a great show for you it's uh well it's been the return of real life conventions and chris and scotty will dish the dirt on their time at too many games in philadelphia last weekend so megavision megavision's gang was there um sans me i wasn't there because flying around covid mm, scary stuff um plus we got some hot and spicy news for you um with more info on the nintendo switch online plus expansion pack that's a mouthful um and could the switch soon become a handheld sega saturn i bloody well hope so uh yes but before we get started have we got any magazine news do you want to talk about anything guys magazine related do what's we gonna happen What's this right here in my hands, ladies and gentlemen? This is issue number zero one. We did a uh, uh, an early print of it just in time, and boy, do I mean just in time for too many games. Um, but it's got the FF Seven remake versus OG, uh, or as I like to call it, "Never talk to me or my son again." Issue cover there for the reboot, um, and uh, it's 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 fresh and it's ready and it's shiny and it's bright and. Um, yeah, it's here and it's, it's good to go, but we've got the big order coming so that we can get that version out to the patrons. So these were on sale at too many games. So you guys kind of got a, uh, TMG exclusive because there might even be some little edits coming up for this, but it is here. Big difference in the cover. Uh, you know, it's got the big old number one up there, but down on the bottom, we have everything, uh, that's in the issue. So it's all the like informative splash there. So, but um, I forgot that we even did the table of contents like this, but I like our little descriptions in there. Um, everything. Graham has the first feature in there, all of them reboots. Yeah. Uh, and then my thing is second in there. So we've got all the important people writing first. Uh, and yeah, but, um, and then the back has all our old covers, but it also has our motto, revisit retro, print the future, which I think looks pretty cool in print. Yes, um, that does. And then there's some photos there of the podcast and last year, last times, too many games. So, nice. Um, but yeah, oh. all kinds of stuff in here. There, this is our most features filled issue to date. I, <laughs> excuse me, I think to date. Um, and it kind of just worked out that way. But I'm probably the most proud of that overall out of anything in terms of content for this, that we have like more features and more unique stuff in this issue than any other issue. Yeah. I'd say it, so. Uh, it's looking good seeing it 
live like well i actually don't have a hand on my co- hands on my copy yes just yet but it's looking good i'm glad it's in print it's looking sexy in your hands there um rob's yeah. done an amazing job with that cover and yeah the, those mm-hmm. articles oh oh great stuff yeah, it pops things pop in this nice. uh we were a uh, good old danny boy um our new uh helping out with the layout new to the staff but not new to layouts and it's thanks to him majorly mm. that it looks the way it does now so yeah um so yeah some, some top work so there. do you want to add anything to that chris because you've you've felt it you've dealt it we uh yeah i mean this issue came together we put in our uh the bulk order a couple of days ago we had some issues with some short bleeds on some of the pages uh so we had to fix that up uh and everything's now done uh for issue one like you said scotty the bulk order has been placed so now we're just waiting for the printer to to get those copies to us so that we can start fulfilling uh some of our patrons uh, orders once that's done uh we'll put a product listing on the website at www.megavisions.net slash shop where you can go and actually buy issue one. Uh, you'll also be able to buy the issue one poster uh, featuring art by Sketchcraft that's focused on Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which uh, includes uh, a neo-retro feature in the magazine. Uh, and the layout itself actually has some uh, additional original art by Sketchcraft uh, that I think is pretty pretty awesome. So Scotty's showing it off here. So definitely check it out. It's uh, it will be ten dollars uh, when it's listed, uh, and then we have a flat rate shipping uh, in the U.S. Uh, and then there's uh, and we also ship internationally as well. So get on it, uh, and then also just make sure if you haven't yet, jump on that Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MegaVisions where you can go and sign up and be sure you don't miss any future copies or issues of the magazine. With that, let's strap in and kick off the show properly. Brilliant. That now. Yahoo! Yes, yes. Welcome, everybody. Um... And I think we should just kick off with, um, well, actually, no, let's kick, sorry, let's have to kick off with something completely different. Let's kick off with um, what we've been up to. So, Chris, buddy, do you want to tell us what you've been up to? Oh, man. Uh, so the big thing is getting the uh, the office finished. Uh, we finally got the bulk of the construction and everything done. We have some finishing stuff still left to do, like putting in drop ceilings and that sort of thing. But the uh, the office is, is pretty much operational now. We're getting everything moved in. I would love to show you, but uh, my Wi-Fi sucks. If I go in the, the building, <laughs> I think I'd lose signal. I actually had uh, Comcast out here today. They were out uh, surveying the, uh, the property because I'm going to run a separate uh, line to this building because the Wi-Fi, it's too far away uh, on my property. My buildings aren't very close together. I mean, they're close enough, but they're probably, I don't know, maybe in a, in a typical neighborhood, they're probably about like two or three houses apart. Um, and so the Wi-Fi just doesn't reach it. So that's the big thing. Like before I can really, really get in there working, I have like a, a really ghetto like a Wi-Fi setup right now that I can actually get in and, and use 
and I'm outside right now, obviously. So the Wi-Fi is working, uh, but it's just not fast enough for me to actually like really work yet. Uh, I was trying to upload some of the uh, the pages Perfect. that Danny had fixed uh, to our printer, and it was just taking ages. And I was like, "What is?" I was so frustrated. I'm still frustrated. I'm still pissed off about everything. Over, the in, the, internet over in the mega bar, so you've got 50 the guy was supposed to come today. While the other house has actual internet. <laughs> Is it just running on Dreamcast broadband? Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> like Dreamcast I might be able to play Fantasy Star Online right now. Um, <laughs> but you can't use any voices, anything, though. You got to turn right. the, all the voice stuff off. Oh, yeah. That's right. about it. We could use keyboard and, and shit. But no, um, other than that, I mean, it's, it's I'm excited. Um, I'll be more excited once it's all like I have everything moved in. I've been with this week. Uh, I've been making trips to the storage unit which scotty you saw we have so much stuff still left in there uh but i, yeah. I did about two full truck beds full of, of of runs and it was mainly video game stuff and i still have more stuff in there now uh it's it's ridiculous how much video games i've accumulated over the years and i kind of forgotten how much it was until i kind of had it all put like out in front of me and so i'm going to need to buy like six or seven just bookshelves full of just to be able to put all the games and stuff on it's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but i'm excited to finally get those up it's been a long time i think it had the last time i've had my collection like properly displayed it was probably when i was still living in maryland when i had that one awesome basement with the oh, wood yeah, grain cool. like yeah. uh built-in yeah. shelves that was pretty cool that was I a long time that ago would have been when i remember seeing the little angry video game nerd thing behind you on a shelf <laughs> it might have been that long ago yeah wow yeah, I still have that. I still have that. But um but no, that is a uh, that's been like one of my big projects obviously. I, my plan was to have it done and and ready in time for too many games. Um and we were able to get it ready, but not as quite as finished as I wanted to. In fact, one of my good friends, Cody, who was at Too Many Games, we'll talk about more later, but uh he came to help me get it. He came a few days before Too Many Games. And I'm glad he did because we basically finished painting all the inside. We put down uh, like this awesome garage cement uh, paint on the uh, on the floor. I think it looks pretty good now. So without his help, I wouldn't be able to get it done. But uh, that's been the big thing. I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Um, Cody was really oh oh oh. oh. Um, yeah, Cody definitely definitely was, but. Uh, well, I'll obviously talk about too many games in a minute, but I did sign us up for Retro World Expo, which I would like to talk really quickly about. Uh, that's up in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, it's the first time I've ever been there. I've been wanting to go for a few years now, uh, but it just it just never seemed to work out. Uh, this one, I think it's November uh, the 5th through the 6th, I believe. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's the first weekend in November. Uh, but I'm excited. We're going to have a booth there. Uh, Megavisions issue one will be on sale. Uh, in addition to uh, the posters and lots of other products that we had at Too Many Games. So if you miss us at Too Many Games and you're in the Northeast area, go to uh, go to Retro World Expo. Uh, Scotty, what have you been up to? Uh, boy, nothing and everything, because I should have had a day off after Too Many Games, but I couldn't have one. Blackout days, aren't they fun? Uh, mm-hmm. So I called in sick on Tuesday, but... Um, I, uh, for, for another podcast that I'll mention at the end, I watched the 
sci-fi horror movie Galaxy of Terror, um, which is, it has uh, not aged great, but it is, oh boy, uh, this isn't the Red Band trailer, is it? Okay, you're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's something. But James Cameron did, or I'm sorry, wait. Yeah, James Cameron, not John Carpenter. I get them confused because they're both JCs. Um, I won't say much about it. It's just a lot of things were inspired from it, and it was inspired by a lot of things. It's from 1981. That's all you need to know. The deaths are cool, most of them. But, uh, yeah. And otherwise, though, um, besides too many games, I did actually just play an indie Genesis game on Wednesday when I was streaming um, called Curse of Ilmore Bay. A uh, pretty fun little 2D platform and Halloween-y themed thing uh, for the Genesis that Second Dimension put out. Um, it's it's really cool. It has it's it's difficult, but not like brutally unfun difficult. Um, when we were streaming, though, the dev of the game, Second Dimension, was actually hanging out in our Twitch chat, so that was really neat because they were giving me some pro tips and just some factoids and like this is inspired by this, this is inspired by this, you know. Um, like one of the levels is named at is it's called Sanderson something, but it's after the Sanderson sisters and Hocus Pocus, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a cool little platforming thing. Uh, and they've oh, got another really game good. coming out. that just beat its Kickstarter uh, called Ira. It looks like a sort of the, the, the protagonist in that she looks like um, what's her name from Golden Axe. But um, oh, okay. But yeah, no, Ilmore, Ilmore Bay is fun. Uh, it's two-player. I think it's alternating, kind of like Mario Ooh. Brothers 3 or something. Um, but it, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid platforming game, and I liked yeah, it. Looks good. And it's also, I think it's also on Steam. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's fun. I, I, of course, will recommend grab that physical clamshell thingamajig there, you know. Um, the manual's full color, too, and it has achievements in the game as well. Uh, let's see, what else do I have jotted down here? Um, finished up Marvel's What If series that I didn't know was out, and then I watched, and then I caught up, and then I finished it. And I was like, oh man, I dug this. And I was not a fan of the animation at first. Um, it's cel-shaded, but it's weird, because it's like, could they not get the exact likeliness of the characters? And so Hmm. it's just... Not quite, I don't know, maybe it's the animation. But um, for anyone on the fence of of it, uh, it's fun. It is super depressing for like 80% of the series. Um, But I I will not spoil anything, but after I was done watching it, Rachel has not cared about um, Loki or Captain Hmm. Shit. Or Falcon, what's his name? Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, Graham, you and I both agree that was like the probably the weakest out of the TV oh, series. Oh yes, that they've definitely. Done. Um, I've told people you can straight up skip that unless you want to watch like the last cool fight scenes in the in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, th- that series kind of just had to happen just to progress those characters, you know. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, the uh, uh, WandaVision is probably still our favorite, and Loki, I really really like though. I've yeah. told her she she only cares about Spider-Man. So I'm like, honey, I think you got to watch What If, though, like before Spider-Man and the next Doctor Strange movie comes out. That's all I'm going to say, because anything more is definitely going to be spoilers. But yeah, if you um, want some crazy What If stuff, uh, it's not too bad. 
and then there's they're digestible it's like half hour episodes each okay. and it's all out now you don't have to wait every wednesday or whatever to watch it so i uh, yeah so i need to watch this because i knew this existed i genuinely didn't know it was an animated thing i've literally seen no traders for it or anything this is oh, the first yeah. time i've seen anything to do with it i've heard people talking about it but i'm like cool but I just never, didn't even think to look at it. Uh, so yeah, I need to. Cody and I were talking about it over too many games weekend, and we were both just like fanboying out over like this thing and that thing. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can't wait for Spider Man and all this other stuff. So it was yeah. uh, pretty neat because he was like the first person I actually talked to about the series. Um, but it is, it, 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 yeah, it's it, it. Yeah, I also did not know it was out, and then I was like, oh, I'll check it out on a lunch break, and then I was watching it every lunch nice. break. So yeah, so. Do they have the? They don't have the voices of the. Re- Most of the cast is in there. Uh, oh, okay. Like Cumberbatch is, and I can't remember who else. Honestly. Nice. <laughs> okay. Cool. Chris, sorry. What were you saying? Sorry. I was just going to comment on. Uh, I know Scotty was saying that he was kind of iffy on the uh, the animation and, and some of the art, art direction. I thought it was kind of cool because it seemed like it was almost a a combination of traditional Disney style and how they draw their faces and their eyes, especially I thought uh, with the Marvel likenesses, I thought it was kind of a cool blend. You could still tell in, in my opinion, you could still tell it was a Disney uh, character, but it had that Marvel likeness and spin on it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, you, if they didn't yeah. animate it, it would be like a movie budget each episode. So it makes sense that they animated this rather than doing it live action. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not, no, no, I'm not saying it was, I'm not suggesting it was to be a live action. I'm saying a, a traditional Disney animated visual style with how Disney typically draws yeah. and animates their faces and stuff. It's, it's just in, in kind of in line with with that, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I, I could see pretty good. I I, I like the entire series. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I could see what you're saying from the from the brief animation I just saw in the trailer. Like their faces look, their eyes and noses did remind me of um and Disney animate traditional Disney animation sort of things. So yeah, maybe maybe you're right there. Maybe that's that's what it is. No, and some of the I mean, just some of this, especially in the last episode, some of just this like. The scenes, it's so amazing. You definitely need to watch yeah, it. It's, okay. it's I, I thought it was such a great show. And I, I was a huge fan if, of the What If series growing up, so I read a lot of comics. And so yeah. I was super... It was awesome to see more of The Watcher. And you get to see uh, a different side of The Watcher uh, than you probably used to seeing. And so I think for that, it was that was worth it enough for me to, to go okay. and watch it just because the watcher is a big pimp. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, Scotty, anything else? Um, not really. Nope. I, uh, I mean, we'll get into too many games and stuff. I have a couple pickups from that, but it's not, um, anything to super write home about quite yet. I'm wearing one of them, we but will. otherwise, yeah. Cool. Otherwise I don't have much of a life. It feels nice. like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, from my side, not a huge amount of stuff. Well, some stuff's going on. I'm actually selling my flat. Um, so yeah, what the actually, hell? It probably doesn't look like it. But there's a lot of stuff that's missing from this room. Um, like there used to be loads of stuff down here, and now there's not. And I had loads more games consoles under my TV. Now there's not. So yeah, they've shipped them all to my parents' house. But I'm set. We're selling this place. We've already got an offer on it, but we've got some more people looking at it tomorrow, and. 
then yeah, we're going to look to move to a house because this little flat it's not it's not really big enough anymore. Just uh, yeah, um, we want we want a bit of outdoor space and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, first world problems, I guess. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's um, it, yeah. So that's I've, just why though. You just need more space. You're not getting a dog or anything. Oh no, no, nothing like that's happening. Just I get we're kind of grown out of it, I guess. Just you know being stuck here for like two years in lockdown and stuff. And I now work from home. Basically it's, it's kind of like I'm here all the time. I'm just like, I am kind of fed up with this place. And it'd be nice to have our own place to actually tell me about it. If I want to knock down a wall, I can knock down a wall down. Here, you know, <laughs> if I want to destroy yeah. this house, I want to destroy this house. I can't do that right now. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we're just looking at moving and yeah, just work's been really busy because it's the run up to black Friday and um yeah uh, black friday is the busiest period for my company so yeah fun times um but i did get a couple of pickups recently one of them i haven't got here because i've actually shipped off to my mum's house which is the intrepid izzy um it's like the limited edition kickstarter thing which comes in a big box i don't know if you guys have seen that at all it's awesome uh, not that version who knows when the hell mine will get here because i'm in another country <laughs> yeah well yeah it's, it comes in this really cool big box that sort of folds up and it's got all this it's got like some intrepid izzy toys and stuff in it and it looks cool i've posted some stuff up on um social media when i got it um but yeah hopefully when we move into the next place i can get it out and actually show people because i love it yeah another thing i picked up is sonic colors Woo! So got a limited edition one for the Xbox One, and I haven't even opened it yet because my Xbox One isn't here. So yeah, that's packed away. So that's really good. And another thing I picked up, which I am digging, is let's let's bring let's bring up a trailer for this one as well. Screw it. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Right here we go. It's Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. And, uh, yeah, that was out too. Oh, I tell you what. So I've got the Switch version here. La, 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 la. That, um, actually, courtesy of Sega. Thank you, Sega America. Um, they, actually, they actually sent it to me. Um, love it. I really enjoy this game because I like the Monkey Ball games uh, back in the day. I was never really got into them hugely because I didn't have a GameCube at the time. Um, and I, I've got the, the old Wii version. I've got the, like the DS version and really enjoy them. I am terrible at them though. I'm not very good. So when I get to the harder levels, I'm kind of just like frustrated most of the time, but the party games, it's, this is worth buying for the party games alone. They are so much fun. So I've been really digging those. Um, I know they can, I know the multiplayer, but I don't know if they're online multiplayer. They might be. I haven't had a chance to actually test that out. Um, it does say, well, I don't know actually. I can never. It says one to four players on the back. But I never know if that actually means online play or not on, on Switch games. So, yeah, um, yeah, it does say about wireless internet access required for online features. So maybe there is. So yeah, I need to work that, that out. But there's DLC for that game, so that's probably all that. Oh, that's probably means. all that is. Then yeah. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, um, really, really digging Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. If you haven't picked it up, do because it's it's just really fun. <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah, cool. So that's basically it for me this week. Um, yeah, not, not much else to say, really. So with that, do you guys want to tell us, rap to us about what happened last weekend? Chris, why don't you kick it off? Because you were there before me. I'll uh, I'll try. My internet's getting really bad. So uh, let me yeah. just cut me off. Stop me if, if it starts getting too bad. Um, 
So, okay, yeah, so Too Many Games is in uh, Oaks, PA. This is probably this is probably my fifth or sixth time going, but it's been, what, a year or two since we've had Too Many Games because it's been, you know, they've been shutting it down for COVID. So this is like, I think this is one of the first conventions I've really gone to, like, since this whole COVID thing uh, has really started. Uh, it felt weird, I think, uh, the first day. And it really the whole weekend, it just felt a little... Trying to, I think everyone is trying to just get back into, I guess, some sense of normalcy. Uh, I thought they did an overall good job with, you know, the masks, everything. Like, they made masks mandatory. Uh, and I think that was really the only major thing. Did you see any other, like, COVID style? They, there was plenty of, uh, like, hand sanitizer. We had a ton at our booth, too. Um but overall, I think they did a good job uh, with that. And it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is something, I, it, you know, that we're still trying to test out, you know, having conventions again post-COVID, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people inside an enclosed building, you know, that sort of thing. So um, we'll see. But uh, overall, I had a lot of fun. The first day uh, was, what, Friday? And I think, Scott, you said you, you weren't there Friday. You were there, I think, on Saturday. Uh, yeah. The first, what were you going to say? I was going to say with COVID compliant stuff, uh, my fishing rod controllers are now the cleanest accessories that I own because we had wipes and I, Connor and I were trying to wipe those down as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things we talked about that we, we knew going in that we needed uh, to try to keep sanitary and everything. So we did. I thought we did a good job with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Friday was crazy uh, because we, we got everything in, loaded uh, all the stuff up and, and got it all in Friday and it was a late start, so I think they started around like two or something uh, in the afternoon. So it was a short day, uh, but it was exciting to to finally get the the booth set back up. Uh, you know, have issues of Megavisions there. We had some of our old issues eight and nine there. We had the Living the Dream poster. We ended up selling out of the April Nil poster over the weekend, which was Whoa. kind of exciting uh, too. And then. Uh, I'm trying to think Friday was, it was kind of uneventful. There wasn't a too much going on. I think everyone's kind of waiting for the weekend. So it was more of just kind of everyone's getting set up. Uh, Some people swung by the booth though. And somebody made a certain phone call that I was not there for. So James and uh, Adam Korlick uh, stopped by our booth uh, just to check it out. And uh, we showed them that in this issue, we had a, a really cool interview with Corey Marshall. And so Adam uh, gets all excited and we start talking about it. There's actually a photo of Adam in uh, the issue along with Corey, Marson, I think myself, and uh, Adam Scipione as well. Uh, but he got all excited. He ended up calling Corey at our booth and uh, Corey was kind of talking to us at the booth and he was all excited oh, uh, to see his article. Uh, and so we gave uh, Adam a few extra copies to send in Corey. Uh, and we'll be sending uh, some more out uh, to other folks who were in interviewed in the in this issue. But that was really cool, uh, just to kind of see uh, those guys and uh, and then hear Corey on the on the on the phone. He was really excited about it. So I think that was probably the 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 highlight of day one was just Ooh. you know hearing Corey at the booth. It just made it. It made it pretty cool. Scotty, I'll turn so, it over to you for uh, the day two talk. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. So 
I could not get off Friday. Uh, ideally, I would have had like Thursday through Tuesday off or something ridiculous. But um, so because I had to still work on Friday, the earliest flight out that was going to make it to Philly, like technically before Saturday, uh, didn't leave my house in, or the Pittsburgh area until eight, flew down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then over to Philly. So I got there around midnight Friday night going into Saturday um chris is very gracious him and jamie uh welcomed me into their house again chris picked me up from the airport um philly airport has its own special rush hour apparently 24 7 but that was something um and um so we got to chris's and we're like this is when we wake up whatever and we were thinking oh the convention start i think we thought it started at 10 so we're gonna try to leave at nine and then in the morning, we found out, oh, no, it doesn't start till 11. We got time. Uh, eventually, I got a shower. And then we're like, oh, shit. I, I, I'm so glad that I even thought to ask Chris, like, hey, is the Dreamcast there? And he was like, no, we got to go pick it up at the, at the storage <laughs> unit. I'm like, cool. All right. Item number one. <laughs> that i'm already no at first i thought you brought the dreamcast number yeah well that's why yeah i I had asked you and you thought that i brought it and i was like no i barely fit the poster standees and crap in my stupid suitcase and um so we go to the storage unit and he's like all right i got two dreamcasts one of them's busted though because odin yanked it out of the freaking wall or something when we were playing shenmue i'm like oh i found one and i open it up it's got shenmue and then eventually we find the correct one (laughs) And then I'm like, there's no cables with it. What are we going to do? And he's like, well, we got the pound cable. We got an HD cable. And I text Antichrist. I'm like, uh, do we have a power cable or can we find one at the convention? He's like, I got one with my Japanese Dreamcast that I bought because he hates money. And so <laughs> we get, we eventually get to the show. We're already late. And I'm like probably sweating. I was wearing a t-shirt, but like my my pitters were already down to the edges of my sleeves because I'm just like, we're late. We got I got to set everything up. Everything, even though the booth is already here, I got to do this thing and make pole caliber happen and be magical. And so, setting stuff up. Chris and Connor are there. Shout out real quick to Connor, the total MVP of the weekend. Uh, for helping out with our booth. He used to be kind of a Scrubverse affiliate. Um, he's basically a buddy of Chris and Corey's, uh, but he was running the booth. He was slinging magazines. He was talking us up and everything. So we get there, and I set up the Dreamcast. You know, we got, I brought my VMU, plugged in a controller port three, fishing rods in a port one and two. If no one knows what I'm talking about, we set up pole caliber to bring people over to the booth because everybody's like, what are these fishing rods doing in front of this TV screen? Oh, Andy. And so <laughs> you can see it in this picture that we have up now. We get everything set up. Monitor's good to go. We've got posters lined out, everything. I open up my Soul Calibur case. No disc is in the case. Oh. So my game is back in my house in my Dreamcast from the last convention I just ran over the last weekend. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So... Chris is like, here's some money. Connor, go find Soul Calibur and buy it for the booth. <laughs> and so, like, we're setting up stuff. The convention floor is already open. It's like 1130 by now or something like that. And, you know, I'm just trying to focus on my one job that I have. And Connor swings back pretty quick. And I'm like, all right, are we good? He's like, you tell me. Flashes up Soul Calibur. I'm like, hell yeah, let's pop this baby in. Doesn't load. 
doesn't go past the title screen. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so I'm like, Chris, it's not working. We're going to go return this. And Connor and I are going to find a working one. We're looking around the floor. We eventually find a booth out of everything else. Everything's like kind of eBay prices. Wasn't great. Um, and we eventually find a booth. Soul Calibur is like on a bookshelf. On our, I'm like, hey, how much is that Soul Calibur? The guy pulls it out. 50 damn dollars. And I'm like, uh, we were, th- could I talk you down to 35 or 40? He's like, I'll do 40. If you got cash, bada bing, bada boom. And I was like, you just saved our weekend. We're trying to run a tournament and do this thing over at our booth. We're with mega visions. Uh, what do you have a card or something? I can tell people to come here. And he's like, yeah, here's my card. I'm Ray, whatever. So we got over there, set it up, put, put a second copy of the game in, load it up. I noticed one of the fishing rods isn't working and <laughs> I plug in a couple of different things into controller port two. Oh and I'm like, and I'm like, cause la- cause last time and Chris will remember this. I thought that one of my fishing rods was just not working at all. And so we bought a fishing rod last time. And then we, I, I'm like plugging things in. I'm like, it's port two. It's just port two. And we have to have a tournament with controller one and two. And so I'm like, I look at Chris, and I'm sure that he was barely hearing what I said at first, but I was like, we need a new Dreamcast. <laughs> and, so, and Connor was like, can't we just use Anti-Chris's? I'm like, no, that's a Japanese model. It's not going to run this game. I don't even know if it'll read my VMU. Like, I'm not going to try to gamble with that. So we, I immediately go back to that same booth, and I'm like, I, I, look, the, I look the salesman dead in the eye. I'm like, guess what? And he didn't say anything. I was like, now our Dreamcast isn't working. Port 2's not working. Is that an American Dreamcast? How much do you want for it? Uh, he And he just pulls it off the shelf. And I was like, we were thinking like 80, 75. He's like, just take it. We'll talk about it later. I was like, all right, cool. You're the best person in this convention right now. <laughs> that one worked fine. We got it set up. Eventually, we did a tournament. But holy, this was like the first hour of the whole weekend for me. And I'm just like, can I leave now? I think I'm done. (laughs) So it was just, but it was cool. So Pole Caliber always brings people over and it's always like a good, even if they don't end up buying the magazine or buying our shit, it's still fun to just be like, yeah, how about this insanity? And and people still walk away, uh, especially kids and like, parents of kids and stuff are just like this is ridiculous and and great um but uh the the weekend overall it felt busier but also more productive and it it was just great it was it was good it was good to get back into the flow of things because i kind of i just closed every window i needed great um it was fun to have the crew all getting the band back together but so i had just done a convention um the weekend before so i was kind of in that headspace but not as much with like pole caliber going on in a tournament and everybody right there. And again, Connor was the MVP. I'm stalling because I need to get my notes back in front of me. Uh, I did grab a couple of things. I'll go through those real quick. I tried to enter a Saturn Bomberman tournament, Ooh. which didn't go great. And I don't want to trash talk, but when you run a tournament, it, running a tournament is no joke. It's not just like sit down, call people's names on a list. We all, I think we all kind of know that now. Um, like a present company here. And, but short version is that they needed to have someone who knew the game to run this tournament. Cause I was seriously setting stuff up at one point. Oh, and, wow. um, 
the short the the even shorter version is I left early. Uh, it was cool to see po- people playing Bomberman, but it was more important to go have like a post show dinner with Anti Chris and Corey uh, and Connor and Chris, and so that was a lot of fun. I did grab a couple of things. Uh, I got a shirt. It, it's the first Too Many Games shirt I bought since the first year I was there when they had like a Sonic Sega theme thing. This is a playoff of the first Splatterhouse game um, title uh, logo. Words. What are words? Um, and it's a long sleeve too. I like long sleeves, especially because fall's coming up. Uh, and then I also grab, I grabbed at that booth that helped us out with the Dreamcast and the game. Uh, when we were done, oh, at the end of the day, like we needed it the whole weekend to kind of host Soul slash Pole Caliber. So when I went back, I was ready for us to have to pay like 80. Dreamcasts go for like a hundred bucks right now. And so I walk up to the guy and I'm like, Hey, we're going to thank you so much. You literally saved our booth this weekend and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, we were thinking 75 or 80 and he's like, uh, 60 is good. And I was like, wow. All right, cool. You don't have to do any of this for us. And when I went back to the booth, I was telling anti Chris, he's like, where's this booth? And him and I hoofed it right back over there to buy some shit to support him. So he got a super Famicom and I grabbed uh, NBA Showtime, um, which is what we've been playing every year in the marathon the past like two or three. Because this is the one where we put in a code to be the Raptor mascot for um, just goofing off in four player. Uh, It was 20 bucks. It had a $20 price tag. He gave it to me for 10 because I had cash on me. So that's what a lot of the booths do is they'll give you a discount just because you have cash. Yeah. Um, and then I also found uh, Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure, which Ooh. is, uh, according to Rachel, the Super Disney fan, her recommendation, because it's similar to Tony Hawk in feel, but it's got like a really dumb early 2000s pop punky soundtrack. And, uh, you know, it's just it's Disney. So whatever. But I, I grabbed that. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak ill of Rachel because I love Rachel. But the last time she recommended a Disney game was the Disney magical enchanted racing thing on the Dreamcast. Dude, no, we played more of that and it is super solid. It is, is like it? so blatantly uh, ripping off Mario Kart. The single player game is where to go, oh, okay. but it is hard. It is difficult. Like we struggled right. to get first and you have to get first to progress in the game, not like top three, but um, no, it was, we, okay. she and I have had a lot of fun actually like switching off playing that game. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, when we played it in the, the Dreamcast marathon like a couple of years ago, it did not go so well. It's not a very fun. Yeah. Okay. We, maybe we, maybe she's redeemed herself. Fantastic. Again. But yeah, no, I, I'm glad we own that and we'll try that out. And then the other thing I got was uh, just a pin. I try to get a little enamel pin every year at too many games, uh, throw it on a cork board, you know. Um, but, um, oh, and I want to give a quick shout out. I forget. Oh, the game is called Mason and Strings. Um, but I want to give a quick shout out to in the snow studios. Um, they have a cool platform platforming rhythm puzzle game where cool. you play a guitar that talks also, and you have to solve puzzles while you're platforming in the game. It's pretty neat. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that's everything, cool. but too many games was fun and stressful and I am staying longer next time. Job be damned. I'll get fucking fired. I don't care. But Jesus Christ, I was not ready to go back home after that. Oh, man. Woof. Oh, well, hopefully next year I might be able to actually come out. Let's see if this COVID thing's blown over. Uh, yeah, well, I hope it does eventually. Or travel just gets 
like travel restrictions get lifted a little bit. But uh, oh, one last thing I was gonna say, I've gotten better at collecting at conventions because I'm really just going for 32x games, and it's so easy to see from a distance if a if a booth has like 32x because they've got that ugly orange yellow box. So didn't see anything that was not sun damaged or overpriced. So that was all right ah, though. Cool. Yeah, that, that's you know. so hard to get in the UK. It's I basically can't oh, really. <laughs> I we we did have Chum Lee like right across from our booth too. Yeah. Oh my god. We had Wada Games right across from us, and every time I looked at them, I was just like, uh, "Fucking God, have mercy on your souls." I yeah. yeah. So, but but okay. Chum Lee was there. I don't know who that is, but okay. Oh god damn it, Graham! I, I wish I I pray that I don't keep up with games like you do sometimes because I. Water Games is single-handedly destroying the retro market. Oh, so, okay. but yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh no, it's not good. Right, um, Chris, is there any final thoughts or anything from um, too many games? Yeah, overall, I had a, a really good time. At first, uh, it's it, I mean, it's it's an entirely different experience going to a convention when you're running a booth versus going there for fun. So it's a lot of work. I mean, because most of the time you're you're sitting at your booth trying to interact with people and you know explain the magazine and what we're doing and then oh by the way we also have pole caliber which is this really weird fucking thing so you have to explain that um and so it's just a completely different experience but i'm finding that i i really enjoy enjoy it in a completely different way um i enjoy going and and showing people Megavisions and, and spreading awareness of it because I find that when people see it and see the magazine in their hands, they, they really like it. And I love that. And so that's really what I get out of now going to conventions because I've been going to conventions for over like 10 years now. And for the most part, I don't get that same uh, excitement for hunting for video games that I used to, you know, eight years ago or so. Uh, and so usually I just like to go just to, you know, just see the people and, and see what, you know, new stuff is around and stuff like that. But I really enjoyed being there with the crew, uh, you know, just showing everyone mega visions. And, you know, I thought Paul Calber went really great. It was a, it was an exciting event. I think we, we still, we learned a lot from it. We're, we're going to be able to, you know, get better. Our booth is going to be able to get better, uh, you know, at each event we go to. So I'm excited to kind of take what we learned from there and kind of keep getting better uh, and hopefully just have an overall better booth experience uh, for people that come, come to the conventions. Bring two Dreamcasts and two copies of Soul Calibur and many fishing rods and you're sorted. I think that's what you need. <laughs> um, cool. Um, well, we have that now. So okay, That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So with that, uh, let's wrap that up. And do we want to crack on with the news? Um, so first thing up uh, is Nintendo has released a uh, another trailer for um, the Nintendo Switch Plus online expansion pack, basically. So, um, yeah, they've released... Um, Nintendo Switch Online oh, offers five benefits to level up your gaming experience. Make that bit quieter. Yeah, they've released um, pricing details and, um, yeah, um, just a bit more information, really. So here's the trailer that they've got. Let's sit down and watch. Which includes even more benefits. Isn't that the one that's like Let's check out what's included with Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Oh, okay. 
Well, uh, I mean, uh, unless it's overpoweringly loud compared to me, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do this because I realized the only thing I pay for online on the Nintendo Switch is to play Tetris 99. <laughs> and like the only thing I use PS Plus for on my PS4 is to play Rocket League. So it's like, I don't know how much I really, really need this. Um, uh, TJ says turn the volume down, so it might be too loud. Okay, so okay in my ears, um, I'll just I'll basically I'll turn the volume off. There we go. That's a bit. Easier. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to hear it, uh, and we don't need to get DMCA or whatever either. But yeah, the um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I guess you can use online um, for the Genesis games, which are essentially mm. everything except for Moosh Moosh shit. What's it called? Yeah, Musha on uh the genesis is on the genesis mini mm. um otherwise i mean it's cool to have some of these n64 games on there but i'll say the negative and then we'll get into the positive i guess the negative is god damn you could release more games nintendo like not <laughs> what is it eight or something you have a whole library because the n64 was like when third-party support was starting to dwindle for nintendo and then the gamecube had barely any but then the Wii blew up so they have other first party stuff they could be throwing on here um it'll be cool to play like dr mario online with people and stuff like that but i don't care about those as much as maybe they want me to um animal crossing will be all rachel i'm sure we'll probably still get this net thing now that i think about it because i think you have to be online to play the animal crossing crap okay so uh, I think we lost Chris, so we'll yep. say goodbye to Chris, Bye, um, Chris. because his, his outdoor internet on the farm was not helping him out. Yeah, it was getting dark and scary out there. I could see, I could see the light fading. Yeah, the sun was yeah. setting on the internet and his day. <laughs> uh, Man. So um, but Genesis stuff yeah. could be cool. I don't remember. I, I should have had the list of Genesis games in front of me to know what I'm talking about here. Uh, but what do you think of all this, Graham? So, yeah, I'm interested. This is what I wanted the Switch Online to be when they first yeah. launched it. Because the, the the thing that really annoyed me is, well, it just annoys me in general about Nintendo, is they've never sorted out their online stuff. They've, they've always had some quite cool ideas, and it's never really worked. Like, the Wii Virtual Console, if you remember that back then, that was basically yeah. groundbreaking for its time, because no other system had that. It's like Microsoft sort of adopted a similar thing with Xbox Live Arcade. At the time, it was all original games, and then eventually sort of old retro games sort of started to go appear on there. But when... Yeah, when, I mean, like, with the... Vir- uh, sorry, I'll, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I'll say this real quick, because I'll forget when we get away from the virtual console. But that was, like, the first thing. Granted, the Wii out of PS3 and 360 was the first console I had of that generation. Um, but in college, me and my roommate at the time, we, like, we knew when games were out on the virtual console. So we would turn it on that morning to see, like, oh, what uploaded this day? And then I think we eventually knew what time of day it was going to upload or update um, and so, uh, actually I remember one of the first games we bought in there was Splatterhouse, the first Splatterhouse. So that's appropriate with my shirt, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that just to speak, kind of try, try to speak volumes of what the virtual console was on the Wii and how important yeah. it was. But yeah. And like, they, so yeah, the, the Wii virtual console was a really cool thing at the time. Um, there were some problems in that it's like lacking of some things like online, you know, achievements or whatever. Couldn't redo. They didn't have online multiplayer as well. I remember from it. Um, but it was like a pure, almost like a pure 
retro experience with, with save states, basically. Uh, so not nothing too fancy. Uh, there's there's quite a few games I missed back when they first launched. So I wasn't really a NES player. I played the SNES a bit and stuff. But yeah, NES games I missed out on. So I downloaded a ton of those. Um, and that's what I wanted to see with like the Switch and stuff. When the Switch came out and they're like, oh, we've got online. And they finally got online multiplayer sorted. It's like, oh, cool. What else do you got? And then it's like, eventually they said, yeah. you can play a few NES games and a few SNES games. Like, okay. And I played a few of them and I was like, okay, these are fine. It is cheap. So I was like, that's fine. It's cheap. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, I've been waiting for see these, um, these other games come out, like, you know, Genesis and, um, stuff. Um, cause yeah, yeah, that's sorry. That was the other thing about the Wii, the Wii Virtual Console. It had game, they had game consoles that were not Nintendo on there, which was great. Right. You know, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to see more of. Um, and I'm glad they got the N64 stuff because I, I know Chris, Chris hates the N64, but, I really enjoyed it. I think it's got a lot of hidden gems on there. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to play it. And, the, yeah, the problem with the Genesis games is most of them have been released on, like, aren't most of them actually available on the um, Genesis collection pack on the Switch anyway or something? Every Oh, um, maybe. I, I do know, though, for a fact that every game that they're releasing on here, except for Musha, is on the Genesis Mini. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, it's, so it's annoying. It the, seems to be... Yeah, we're getting the same yeah. games again and again and again. <laughs> but it's I wrestle with this because it is Nintendo it's it's two steps forward or wait, what is it? One step forward, two steps backward, whatever that phrase that's, is. That's the phrase. Because um because with their online stuff, it's the most progressive I've seen anyone do with their classic library. Because like the Steam game, the Genesis games on Steam have no multiplayer. Um, you can do local stuff, but, but then like Corey and I, we hopped on and played, um, it, we did actually, we did this one night for a stream for a Thursday night thing. Um, Oh, did you freeze for me? Am I okay? Yep. What's happening? Hi. I think I'm a, yeah, you're good. Um, <laughs> no, we, we just hopped on and just like went through the library, but you, they have it on there that you can just swap the controller over to your buddy or you can play co-op. Like we are switching off with Donkey Kong um and other co-op games and stuff like nothing is as seamless as that to unless you're using emulators or parsec so it's like this is so this is exactly what i this is literally what i want for the sega library at this point like i don't need i think we are we're in that niche like you and i particularly we're in that niche where like you don't have to do a reimagining or a remix or whatever version just literally put the genesis the cd please put the Saturn library online. And if you do nothing but add like the games that are multiplayer, Graham, can you imagine if we could just hop online and just play toy commander against each other right now? Be, like that I'd is all we very want. Happy person. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> this is exactly what they're doing. So that in mind, like, I got the, I found the list um, for the Genesis stuff, Castlevania bloodlines, Contra hardcore, uh, mean bean machine, echo golden axe. It looks like just golden now. One Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star Four, Ristar, Shining Force, Shinobi Three, Sonic Two, Streets of Rage, Strider. So to just hop on and play those online, or even just to switch off, just to like see, like, hey, can you beat my time in in yeah. Sonic or something, you know, or Ristar? Um, that's very cool, and that is appealing to me. Is it fifty dollars appealing though? Mm, I don't know about that, but if I can justify playing them online, that is very cool. Yeah, and the thing is, like the, the fifty dollars, it's for a year. So to me, that's like that is actually really cheap still. 
that is the cheapest online service, I think, yeah. because PS Plus is sixty. I don't even know what Microsoft's different. I mean, I I pay for the. Isn't ultimate. it all under one umbrella now? Yeah, kind of. It you can pay for slightly different versions, but I pay for the ultimate one, which oh. is like ten. Twelve pounds a month or something. I can't remember now. I think it's I think it's ten pounds a month. I can't remember. Uh, I, I just put it. It goes into my bank account. I, I, I my money vanishes. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. So yeah, this is the cheapest one. So in, in in a way, this is really really good value for what you're getting. So that's cool. Did, just to double check, the N64 games they're not online multiplayer, are they? Or are they? I hope they are. It would make sense to me. Let me see if it actually if, says. Because if they here. are, like playing Mario Kart 64 online and stuff like that, that would be freaking awesome. Like, imagine that. Um, It says they have additional online features not found in the originals, uh, mm. save states. So I, I am 100% assuming that because what you can do, I don't know how much experience you have with playing the uh, SNES and NES games online right now, but you have save states. All of them are online in terms of sharing the controller. Like if you and I were playing like the first Tetris and we didn't want to play two player, but I maybe pause the game and you can take control and just you're playing first player now. So I assume they're going to do the same thing. Uh, If that's the case, then yeah, they need to get like star Fox will be fun to play that online. Um, They really need to get, but yes. Diddy Kong Racing is one they need to have oh, on here. Yeah, if, if they can do a deal with Microsoft, because Microsoft technically, well, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah there's rare. A, yeah, because of rare, Microsoft technically kind of partly owns that that game, even though it's Ninten- technically Nintendo characters. It's very confusing. But although Banjo is yeah. Microsoft, yeah. Anyway, uh, but but that they've got Banjo Kazooie on here, which is Microsoft now. So they do. Yeah, yeah Banjo. One of the Banjo games is definitely on here. Um, it definitely uh, appeared in the advert. I'm sure. I'm sure I saw it pop. I'm sure I saw his little face pop up. Oh, ah, wait. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to bring up because I'm just flicking through the video. Yes, you can play online four player on Mario Kart oh, there you go. and Star Fox. Nice. Ah. And there he is. There's a little banjo. There's his little oh, face. Oh, he is. Yeah. Weird. So. All right, IGN, you got to update your list. Damn it. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Um, oh, I'm more excited now. The online multiplayer, that, 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 that's sold. I'm sold. Yeah, and to be honest, this is... See, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan. I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but I love Ocarina of Time. And I love Majora's Mask. So I will play them again and again, even though I own them on like my 3DS and my N64 and everything else. Hey, well, so, you're in luck, because with Nintendo's track record, they're probably going to do a Zelda collection, even though they just released Skyward Sword and they're releasing Ocarina of Time a third time right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guarantee you there'll be a Zelda collection yeah, soon. I, I, I bought the Sky, I bought Skyward Sword, and I remember why I never finished it on the Wii originally, because I hate it. It's a terrible game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know yeah, there are people out there who love another... it. I think it's one of the worst Zelda games. I think it's not a very fun game. So, it yeah. seems like every 3D Zelda game has been more polarizing than the last, except mm. for Ocarina of Time, I feel like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because even Majora's Mask, that was that some people really didn't like it that much because it's, it's very different. Oh, yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause in fact, I would I say, like, oh. I mean, fuck, I may as well just plan on me getting this because I also realized, <laughs> like, t- a couple of days ago, I'm like, 20 bucks to Nintendo? What the fuck is that? Oh, the online thing just rebooted itself. So, again just money's going to companies so yeah i mean you know we'll get this for animal crossing probably but it'll be cool because i've never played sin and punishment 
I do want to try. Mm. I really like the Mario Tennis on GameCube, so I am excited to try the N64 one. Yeah, I never played that. It's quite cool. And uh, and uh, Star Fox 64, I'm probably more excited about than anything to play uh, multiplayer with that. Mm. So I think it'll be good. Might uh, might have to might have to go against our beliefs on a Thursday night throwdown and throw a couple of those on. Who knows? Yeah. That sounds good. I mean, I'd I'd love to play. Oh wait, uh, Ma- we can Ooh. we can give it a twist because Platinum Games, who used to make Sega games, made the last Star Fox, which is what followed this game. And oh, Platinum yes. Sega. Yep, we got there. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> we're already there. Oh, I love it. Um, now I'd love to play like a game like Mario sixty four or one of the Zelda games with someone, like you know, sw- swapping controllers and stuff because. That's what I used to do mm-hmm. with my friends. We used to sit there in the room together, play, and go, oh, yeah, uh, do you want to have a go at this level, or do you want to try and get this star, or whatever? And, yeah. Yep. So much fun. And, yeah, playing Star Fox. it over after every death or every level beat or whatever. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, yeah. I'm actually very excited. I, the more we spoke about this, the more excited I am for it. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I wasn't I just talked myself into it, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Pumped myself up. Oh, man, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I I know we we spoke about this before the show. I want to play Win Back, even though now you've told me there's bad. It's not very good, but that was a game I, mean, I, I always wanted to play it. back I'll in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I just remember, I remember reading about magazines and there's. Yeah, it's a strange choice. It's one of those games you don't really hear about. Um, but I remember reading it in magazines back in the day, and it sounded like the Metal Gear Solid for you know the N64. It clearly didn't take off, but you know I'm interested. I'm just interested to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, there we go. So, yeah, so I think. Oh, what, apparently, oh. Winback released on PS2. I didn't even know that. Really? Yeah, it's by Virgin Interactive. Um, or no, I'm sorry, it was published by them. The developer is Omega Force, which I've never heard of. I don't know. This, I think the, the, the problem, I think I have a feeling this game was also a victim of circumstance because if you remember the N64, like every game like was like $80 in the U S so it was like $20. It was cartridges. Nintendo was doing cartridges, which were still more expensive to produce when PS two and dreamcast or PS one were out on cheapo CDs. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I remember when Turok dinosaur hunter came out in the UK, it was something like 80 or 90 pounds. And like people like, what? This is insane. People bought it, but yeah, it was like really like, whew. Um, that was like the most expensive game ever or something at release. Um, but then, yeah, it's it, then it sort of dropped in price. I think I got it when it was like £40, which is kind of the average price for a N64 game over here, 40 to £50. Pounds. That's um, about, yeah. It was weird, actually, because the game really varied in price, I remember, on the N64. Like, oh, yeah. Th- that was a really weird thing. Cause normally, it was like there was like a five, maybe £10 difference, and it seemed to be like a good 20 to £30 pounds difference in prices. Really was no, I remember. No, you're 100% correct because I remember. Oh, Scotty, you've frozen for I'm me. The new, I'm back now, maybe. There you go. There you go. That's better. Yeah. You remember something. That's um, what I got. Yeah, I remember there was a year where I had money at Christmas instead of getting a game, and I wanted to buy a, a Nintendo 64 game, but couldn't afford all the showstoppers. So the cheaper variant that I got was Body Harvest. Did you Ooh. ever play that? I did, and I thought it was actually a fun game. So you probably hated it. I don't think I appreciated it as a kid, but I played it recently, 
and that's made by uh, Rockstar before they were Rockstar. Yeah. Um, DM. What the heck were they called? Something. Is it DM? Yeah, something, something like. Cool. I think that was it. But yeah, that game is surprisingly like ahead of itself of yeah. that that library. Um, viewers and listeners, no surprise if you've never heard of Body Harvest, but the cover of it is just this praying mantis demon monster, <laughs> like about to eat planet earth but it is a open world game where you're driving around trying to kill giant bugs but you can go like into buildings talk to npcs find stuff in the buildings drive around in a jeep again outside it's kind of crazy like to the point that i i i need to talk about it more (laughs) well maybe we should jump on a stream one day and play it together uh, yeah i'd find an excuse to play that because i think that would also be a case of like people hopping into the chat and being like what is this why have i never heard of this well I can give you a list of reasons you have not. <laughs> I do remember having terrible fogging, though. Like, one of those things yeah. in N64 games that were a bit too advanced, they had lots of fogging. But it was a right. fun game. I remember it being a fun game. My friend had it. I never owned it. And I, said, I might have picked up a second-hand copy, which wouldn't be here anymore because I sent my N64 games back to my parents. But, yeah, I've got a feeling I picked up a random second-hand copy from a local store. But at the time, my friend had it. We spoke with him. I think I got Space Station Silicon Valley and he got Body Harvest. Um, yeah, those were out around the same yeah, time, I remember. But I really enjoyed Space Station Silicon Valley, so I don't regret the choice. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a very fun yeah. game. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that I think from what we've both said, we seem quite interested and excited about the Nintendo Online service now, now that we've spoken about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if uh, anything, I'm excited that it'll bring Ristar into more people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, so. And win back. That's all we want. <laughs> um, should we quickly go into the last bit of news, do you think? So yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep on trucking here. Yeah. So if you don't know the news, and you may not, um, there's, it looks like um, some hackers have basically managed to crack the emulator which um which um some shoot 'em ups which were released on the switch are using so there's basically some sega saturn shoot 'em ups which was um cotton 2 cotton boomerang and guardian force they were released on playstation 4 and switch those were saturn games although well, they are arcade and saturn games basically um but it looks like they were running the saturn versions and yep. um basically some uh, some guys, guys and girls over at GBA Temp have um, effectively managed to hack the the emulator that was being used or something, and they've tested out some other Saturn games on it. And apparently, it runs pretty well, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they um, oh, let's see, they've actually got a video here. So let's let's crack open this this chapter. Let's close. Let's. Yeah, so worth noting for those that might not know, the Saturn is notoriously difficult to emulate. Mm. Um, Even though there are Saturn emulators, there are many of the ROMs or many of the games do not work on them. So this is a big deal. This is a big deal for hacking culture and, uh, you know, basically us. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) what we write about. (laughs) So... Yeah, um, it's pretty cool as well. Well, apparently, well, apparently the the article that we've got actually sort of mentions that it looks like they might be using a modded version of SSF emulator, which is probably the biggest Saturn emulator out there, basically. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I've used it myself in the past. Um, so yeah, like mostly to play my Japanese games because I don't have the ability to play them otherwise. I don't have a, a Japanese Saturn. Uh, 
Um, there's also you can you also can get say for for archival purposes is what you're doing. Right? Well, yes, that that as well. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, so yeah. SSF is probably the best the best one. It's still I think it's still being updated. Um, most of them have stopped being updated. At least like, so you got the yeah, Abuse and I can't remember the rest of them now. Abuse was the second one I used to use the most. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is quite exciting. Let's, let's move, see what other games they actually show off. I think they show off a few games. Yeah, this is Destruction Derby. The first one has not aged well. Duke, nu- Duke Nukem, why not? Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, a, a game that I still don't know why people love so much. Duke Nukem is a piece of shit person, but the I always was a fan of the level design more than I was Doom or Quake, so that's, that's my defense. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's uh controversially uh, i enjoyed duke nukem 64 because it had co-op mode so yeah that, oh oh 64 okay because there's like three duke nukem games on the 64 oh okay no no, no. it's basically the remake of the you know saxon playstation and pc game uh yeah nice. so got guard they test out guardian heroes um this is what a game i used to love back in the day hang on uh, which, i really want hang on like i want to legit own this game that's the thing too is the I think everyone's learning from the pandemic how expensive it is to be a Sega collector. Mm. Um, the Saturn has never been cheap to collect for, no matter what region you're in. So that's another big deal for having a Saturn emulator is yeah. being able to play games that are not affordable. Yeah, because you, you get the average games like Sega Rally and stuff, which are really cheap, but the better... Well, Sega Rally is a great game. I love, Sega Rally is my favorite racing game. But then you get some other ones which no one's really heard of or everyone raves about mm-hmm. and yeah they it's so expensive to collect for it's, it's very frustrating um yeah this game i've never played heart of darkness like, have you played this God, that was on the saturn i thought that was a pc game actually um yeah. Yeah, i don't know much about that one it looks like i mean it looks like a pc game it lo- it's very much the uh not cell shaded but sort of yeah um pre pre-rendered graphics uh yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like it could what be a point and click adventure if, they, if you show a me a bit. still screen of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, Herc, yep. Herc's Adventures. This is a really fun game. I don't know if you've ever played this. Um, no. It's surprisingly challenging as well. It's like a tiny top-down view. You can play as um, huh. Hercules or... I've forgotten her name now. But yeah, she's got bow and arrow. Hercules, I think, has a sword or something. Um, and it's kind of funny. It's got quite comical in the way the mm-hmm. characters are and stuff. Um, it looks like um, Dragon's Lair kind of style animation almost. Yeah, the animation and I guess yeah, graphics are kind of like that. It plays like a kind of gauntlet style game basically, almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I've never really played much of it. Now my now yeah. my, possibly one of my favorite games. Uh, this is actually my favorite oh, light yeah. game of all time. I love House of the Dead. So I'm very. This one is harder than the second one, so it would be cool Ooh, if they. Do you think? Oh yeah, I ah. dude, I can fly through the second one but i have trouble with the first one but that uh, might just be from experience i don't that, know see yeah i find the first one easier um i dual wield this yeah. baby like i i run around like oh Matrix that's style i love that's it. me in virtual cop one and two i could do that all day <laughs> oh yeah so much fun yeah me and my friends used to play this all the time and we went through all the different routes and stuff it was so much fun and that's what i loved about this I, the different multiple routes yeah oh. yeah i i would love if they somehow I mean, hackers are nuts anymore. I would love if they somehow made it so that you could use the um, oh. Joy-Con as a light gun. That would... So <laughs> make it happen. Oh, please, someone. <laughs> oh, um... It's easy, isn't it? 
Now this game I do want because I it was another one that no joke in the same weekend renting Die Hard Arcade. My buddy and I rented In the Hunt. It's a it's a it's a shoot 'em up, but you're a submarine. It's Ooh, very okay. good. It it's very good, good but wow. it is one of the more expensive. Not one of the more expensive, but like you're not going to find it for less than eighty or a hundred bucks Ooh, now. Unfortunately, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I've never. I've seen. I think I've seen screenshots of this, but never actually seen yeah, it being it played or. Ooh, that looks cool. Yeah, we need more submarine shoot 'em up games. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, make it happen, right. someone. Um, someone. High on Storm. Uh, yeah, this is a game I also don't actually know anything about. Like, what I think the hell that's is a strategy like a... thing? So I'm trying to find some actual gameplay footage entirely. Oh, okay. oh yeah, this would not be my cup of tea. Yeah, that looks. That really looks like, like games on mobile and stuff. Oh yeah, you could totally throw this on mobile. Oh, bit of 3D graphics there. Nice. Whoops. Uh, sort of. Yeah. What else we got? What else we got? This uh, Konami Antiques MSX Collection. Why would you put the word antique in your title if you want to sell something? You don't call something an antique. You call it classic, you idiots. <laughs> um, ooh. Oh, yeah. You call this game just Machine Head, don't you? In in the UK, it's called Blam Machine Head. Blam with an exclamation That's, mark. It's a much um, better name. This which, looks... Uh, there's a lot of... A lot of... Uh, uh, there's a lot to this HUD that I don't know if it needs to be. Oh, actually, no, it looks a like different a speedier, It looks like a faster mech head, or, uh, mech warrior. Is this the game? I'm oh no, Metalhead. Metalhead is a uh, 32x game. Is that what you said? I might have heard you wrong. No, M- Blam Machine Head. This is called Machine Head. Blam. I'm pretty sure this is the game. You're basically you're in this little, cool little hover car thing where basically you've been strapped into it and the world. Yeah. With you, though, this looks, looks like a really good. Game looks, now. now I'm saying this. It looks really impressive for a Saturn game. I'll say that too. Yeah, if this is the same game I think you're, but basically it's like this weird plague that's affected the world, and if you go, you can like get you get poisoned and you die or you turn into like these weird monsters, and basically you have to drive oh. around and this like hover mm-hmm. thing. This is not the same game I'm thinking Whoa. of. This is a different game. Hello, this lady. is a mech game. Okay, okay. I was thinking about a completely different game. There's one called Blam Machine Head. Apologies for this. Uh, that's okay. they look fairly, the guns look the same though. You've got these two guns sticking out the front. Um, that's probably made by the same company or something. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a very similar sort of thing, but yeah, bland machine head looks yeah, yeah. a bit. Yeah. I think bland machine head actually looks better than this. You've got bigger levels to run around and stuff. And anyway, another, a cool game, last Bronx, which I love. Oh man. Yeah. I've never yeah. played this one, but I know it's part of the model two um, yeah, fighters. I, I think so. I still prefer Virtual Fighter and Fighters Mega Mix. Um, but yeah, this looks like it's faster than. For, I could never get into Virtual Fighter; it's just too floaty for me. But right, I'm not really enough. a fighting yeah. guy, so. Yeah, this is this is this is cool though. Like the weapons and stuff make it really cool. Jesus, There's one guy. They're like a yard long. Yeah. <laughs> and there is one guy. I think it's meant to be a sword he's got, but visually it looks like it's just a big bit of wood. It looks like he just walks on and just goes. <laughs> it's like hitting people with a big bit of wood. It's brilliant. Um, and um, a game I never really enjoyed, but my I friend want loved. This. Loaded. Yeah, yeah, I want to get this. I, it's one I missed out on, but when I learned of it, like, you know, eras later, I do want to play Loaded. Just a top-down, bloody or bloody for the sake of being bloody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know why I just couldn't get into this game, but my friend had it and he loved it and played it a few times. And I was like, yeah, it's not for me, I think. 
But looking at yeah. now, it does look pretty insane. And the, the lighting effects are really good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm actually quite impressed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, maybe I'll try and pick it up and see. see it's like he's it firing goes. a bunch of cigarettes out of that gun. <laughs> it does, actually. Cigarette gun. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Cigarette. Yeah, is that everything it. in there? I think that's that's the list of that's all the games. All right. Well, have. if you wanted a podcast where we just sit and look at Saturn games, then here we you've got it. But apparently, they've also played uh, Nights into Dreams, Radiant Silvergun, Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon's Vi, and Burning Rangers, and Dark Savior, Clockwork Knight, Astol, Astol, Brilliant, Dragon Force, oh. and Elevator Action Returns. Oh, um, that is one I will never own because of the price, but really want to. Man, yeah, um, oh, I'd love to play Burning Rangers. Just the, this is the thing, like uh, you know, you could play, you could you could argue, you could play Saturn games on your Saturn or on PC with an emulator, but having a handheld thing, like I yep. want to have Knights handheld. That's one thing I've always wanted, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god damn it! And like uh, I know you can get Panzer Dragoon, like the remake on Switch, but like playing Panzer Dragoon's Y, which I know is also coming out, but that'd be so cool. Burning Rangers, oof. Yeah, I'm Cockroach Knight, big fan. Yeah, so... Um, Can you imagine if somehow they got online working for this too? I mean, that's that's not even going to... Whatever. But but, I mentioned yeah. Saturn Bomberman. I'd just give me something else to play Saturn Bomberman on. That would be great. Yeah, that would be... Oh, is that, How many Switch controllers can you connect to a Switch? Uh, I think... Well, you can do two per controller. So I think... I want to say eight. Because I think there is a... Um, there's already something out that uses eight, and I can't remember what game that is. Because if you, they can somehow get that working, you could in theory play, you know, eight player Bomberman, Assassin Bomberman on Switch. Yep, that would be freaking amazing. Yep. Oh, oh, yes, please. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. This is this is this is better than the, the Switch Online official thing. This, <laughs> this could be great. Let's hope Nintendo themselves never find out about it because they'll shut oh, this down real quick. Oops. Well, hopefully, I assume they don't. We're too small for them to watch, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nintendo, if you're listening, suck it. <laughs> oh, dear. I, yeah, okay. Um, well, I think, you know, I think that sort of comes to the end of the show, really, doesn't it? Um, Short show today, but mm. we skipped the, the chilling stuff, and I'm not some cool indie dev to be interviewed. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But next time we should definitely get you on to play some games because what you talk about switching controllers, uh, we have been using uh, PyPacker uh, online, which has that option. So we can easily switch controllers if we want to on a single player game or, you mm-hmm. know, have, have two or three players playing and switch around. So, yeah, we should get you we should get you on to play a bit more of that. Uh, would be good. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being my co-pilot, basically. Once again, you're, you're back, basically. Well, we're not for us anything. But uh, yeah, with Chris's absence, Chris's terrible internet and living in a, yeah. a yard by the looks of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he, like, I, he gave me, I mean, I was the, I, I crashed there over the Too Many Games weekend. It's a nice big house. It's the size they need. Yeah. Um, that, that barn... I mean, he keeps calling it a barn, but it's but there is an actual barn in the middle. I don't know how much he actually showed you guys of the the property. I remember he gave a quick tour once, but yeah. there is a literal barn wow. building in the middle that's like not. It needs to get. It needs. It's not as structurally sound as it would should be, but the building where he has his office and stuff like that is what we all need as collectors. We don't need just a shelf or two. We need a separate building for our shit, and yeah. that's what he has now. So. Um, 
yeah, I think it'll, I think he'll get the most excited when he's got shelves up and he's putting up games he hasn't seen for, for years and stuff. Cause when I was there, I was looking at his crap, of course, like he's got his toe jam and Earl figures. He forgot he backed that Kickstarter tier to get. And like he had, uh, I'm like looking at the shelf and then I see tempo on the 32 X. I'm like, you own this. He's like, yeah, I've never opened it. I'm like, you've got to play this. <laughs> oh God. That's a Chris. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully one of the, actually one of the houses we're looking at might have um, a garage on it or garage or what, carport. Well, I don't know what you guys call them over there. Um, it's a garage. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so yeah, if that happens, maybe I might convert that into some sort of games room shed type thing. So do it. Then you can stay up as late as you want playing games. <sighs> Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We may not get that place, but that's one of the things we looked at. I'm like, ooh, very excited. Do yeah. you, is that, is it, does it work over there in the UK that you put in a bid and you just hope that they take it or whatever? Or, yeah, basically, you know? yeah, you go, you go view the house and then you go, I'd like to give you some cash for this. And they go, not enough. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, then we'll give you a bit more. So, yeah, yeah, basically. And then, the process is pretty long though once once they've agreed it then takes like three months before you can even move really like all the legal right. tape and stuff it's yeah not easy in australia it's different it's like an auction do you have auctions in america or not for houses well oh. i mean i'm sure there are some for houses but not to that extent not yeah. not common like it sounds like it is over there yeah like over there that's basically the main way of doing it like over here occasion i've heard of auctions like once or twice but yeah, over in Australia, it's basically like you have like an open day. People come view the house and then they basically literally stand outside and sort of go, so who wants to make a bid? And sometimes they're silent and sometimes they can sort of go, I, I bid 500,000 or whatever. Um, wow. And yeah, they go done. And then once if once you've agreed, though, once you put that bid in and they've agreed to it, you're legally contracted to actually buy the place. Uh, whereas yeah. in the UK, you can put out the last second, basically until that money is completely changed hands. Like you lose out money mm-hmm. on like fees and stuff, but yeah, you can wow. actually go. Actually, don't really want to buy this place anymore. Bye. And it's like, oh, yeah, they completely screws people over. Australia is a different world, though. That's they. Mm. Yeah, you can have this house for only thirty two hundred dollars, but it has a room full of scorpions. Good luck. <laughs> you know. Oh dear. Yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. My partner, she says you don't really get spiders and snakes over here that much, especially on the cities. And I was like, when I went to Australia, I saw a snake on the road, and my I was that close. They're to everywhere. Poison- I, was, I was that close to one of the most poisonous spiders in the world. I was like, that happened yeah. to me in Australia in a, quite a populated Weird. city. That that is entirely relative because we get different <laughs> bugs here than like Chris does across the state. And when I was over there, you know, he hasn't sealed off the barn yet. So there were enough bugs and mosquitoes in there that I was just like, I'm going to stand in the middle of the room where I'm safe, you know? <laughs> but meanwhile, in my house, I don't have to worry. Well, it depends. We're not going to talk about bugs now. That's a different okay, podcast. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about Bug, the Sega Assassin game. See if someone's playing hey. that. I've actually been trying to look for games oh, that yeah. people might be playing, and I can't find anything <laughs> good. Uh, uh, right, right, right. I think I'll be playing some Halloween-y stuff, uh, like Zombies Ate My Neighbors or something. Let's see that. Zombies um, Ate... My I don't know if Curse of Fillmore Bay is on there. Well, while you're doing that, I will let people know what I'm doing, I guess. Mm. Um, I've been hosting a podcast with Corey of the Megavision streaming crew Ooh. and the Scrubverse family. Um, it's called the Static Zone Podcast. So what we do is just talk about movies so far. 
Uh, we might get into video games. We might get into TV series, maybe even comic books or just regular books. Um, but most recently, we watched Galaxy of Terror, and that's the second uh, spookiest movie of the month of Spooktober. Um, we just record every other week, and uh, I'm actually going to do that right after this. But uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's probably the best way because that's got our link tree. But on there, we are Static Zone Pod, a P-O-D at the end there. Um, yeah, and I think next the next movie we're watching is Army of Darkness. Uh, and I don't know what else. We'll see what November brings. But yeah, nice. yeah we're kind of been doing that. So uh, I literally can't find anyone to raid at the moment. There's like no one playing. Oh, okay. Well, you talk about or... stuff and I'll try to find something. Okay. Um... Oh, and I closed the Twitch window. Good job, me. <laughs> oh, one other thing. Well, I'll mention real quick about the Static Zone podcast, though, is like it was kind of a result of the sideshow closing forever ago. And mm. so it's sort of an extension of that because we just wanted an excuse to talk about whatever but that was not entirely sega or even video game related so that's yeah. how we got there oh cool awesome so, and uh yeah. yeah if you don't know who we are we are mega visions um you can find us on basically all the social medias um on uh twitter we are at mega visions mag on instagram we are at mega visions we're also on facebook at mega visions we have a patreon so come and find us on patreon we sell magazines like like the example that scotty is holding up just then and it was the show just at the start of the the show so yeah we've actually just released the latest issue which has been a bit of a revamp for the magazine a bit of a new change in design and sort of course but really excited really really excited to get my hands on it once once it finally gets shipped over to the uk um but yeah really really good so yeah i'm hoping to get those pumped out a bit more regularly now uh, you can also buy them digital versions. We've got some cool posters as well. You can find us on online at megavisionsmag.net where, oh no, megavisions.net, sorry, megavisions.net where we have uh, regular Sega news, um, reviews, and other fun stuff. Yeah, you can also check out more of the magazines there. Um, but yeah, be sure to sort of like and subscribe, hit those buttons, share with your friends, all that sort of jazz. We really appreciate it. And, and if anyone came to too many games and saw, saw the booth, uh, let us know how it went. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear your feedback, uh, especially if you got in the pole caliber action. Yeah. I mean, did yeah. Scotty beat you because you had the wrong, you had your controller port plugged into port two? Who knows? <laughs> Ever again. I'm sorry for everything. Oh, I did okay. find somebody playing Illbleed, so we'll go Ooh, ahead and raid them again. Perfect. And not them again, but someone playing Illbleed again. That's what uh, It see. looks like their name is Emmy Fails. Uh, I'll go ahead and get that ready if you've got anything else to say, Graham. Um, I don't really have much else to say now other than thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and yeah, um, be excellent to each other. Honey, I gotta tell you about this sandwich.